Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Timberwolves, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Wolves Podcast. Recording about an hour and a half before tip-off between the Minnesota Timberwolves and Philadelphia 76ers, but as promised, Tom Schreier... In the studio. We deliver. Here to discuss some topics we were going to discuss yesterday. First, before we uh, get into those, the Philadelphia Sixers are 8 and and 24. I'd call this a winnable matchup, don't you think? The Wolves have uh, defeated the Philadelphia 76ers once already this year. Uh, This is, it is worth noting that this is Philadelphia's first game of the new year. The last time they played was December 30th against the Denver Nuggets, and they did win that one. Really? 124 to 122, yeah. Seems like a big layoff. Yeah, well, good for them. Happy for them. They've got uh, Joel Embiid got to maybe mix vodka with the Shirley Temples. Oh, God. What do they call that? There's a name for that. Yeah, I know, and I don't know what it's called, but that still is one one of the most ridiculous stories I've heard. I wish I got... One of the best. I mean, it's funny, but I wish I got good food just delivered to me. What do you call it when you put uh, vodka in an Arnold Palmer? I don't know. John Daly. <laughs> it's not a. It's not a joke. It's, it's honestly. It's not a joke. I mean, you could go to a bar. People. You, you people could go. You could go John to. Daly. You could go to Barney down there and say, "Hey, can I have a John Daly?" Maybe not a college bar. Yeah, but they might know. You, That's funny. Speaking of, have you ever spun the wheel at Barney? No, I've Barney's done it. in Dinkytown. It's weighted, so you're more likely to end up with a uh, a Vegas bomb. Okay, I don't mind those. Uh, what is it? Uh, I mean, it's a cheap shot. A dead Nazi. What is that? A dead Nazi. Yeah, I don't know that. Jaeger, Rumpelmans, and and Goldschlager. Oh, which is an expensive shot, by the way. One of my favorites. All right, you're buying. We're going to spin the wheel. I've, I've done it at, is it Stella? No, it's uh, Uptown Tavern has that too. I've done that at Uptown Tavern. Have they? Is it still I, you called? You have to go on the roof. Is it still called Uptown Tavern? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, and they have the gazebo, and then on the other side, you can. I'm pretty sure you can spin the wheel. Over Friend there. of the program, Tim Fakeless, and I there were there not long ago, I think last week. You can week. play pool out there. I just don't like how, how you have to wait in line to get to the top. It's such a pain in the ass. Unless you know people or you slip off. No, you know that you can use a service elevator. We were talking about this yesterday. I was hanging out with oh, a friend of mine. in the back, yeah. Yeah, we were at Inside Brewery. I was ta- And he was like, yeah, we're getting too old to do that. And I was like, yep, yep, we are. <laughs> funny, st- funny story, by the way. I'm, uh, I'm on my way back to my apartment on New Year's. Yeah. I think I told you this in the car. I get to about 15. You know, I live on like 29th in university. Yeah. I get to about 15th, you know, prime yeah, time in town and in my stupor. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> good. Let me out here. Stumbled in the Blarney. Skipped the line, though. Went right around the, in yeah, the, the exit line. Gave the, gave the bouncer, Eric. Shouts to Eric over at Blarney. Gave him a head nod. He's like, yeah, this guy's cool. He can come on in. Went good to Mesa God. Pizza shortly thereafter. It was a good time. But anyway, on to... The, uh, the storylines we were going to discuss. I, I think the Wolves are going to win tonight. I'm not going to spend that much time previewing the Sixers. If you want to go back and listen to uh, yeah. the podcast where I had Kyle Newbeck on, 
it was, I believe, it was early. No, it was December 16th, I want to say, ish, somewhere okay. around there. Check okay. the page on Audio Boom. You can listen to Kyle Newbeck talk about the Sixers. We went about 20, 25 minutes on a number of topics. Not uh, not necessarily time sensitive there, so a good listen. Uh, number one, let's Nikola Pekovic. Yeah. I have the article up from Mark Stein. Wolf Center Nikola Pekovic acknowledged this week in his native Serbia that he's, quote, more prepared for ending my career than returning, end quote, to the NBA. I mean, so a couple of things on that. First of all, Flip, years ago, was like, look, if he can't come back, he's just got to retire. I mean, that he, he was saying that. He also signed him to tra- in, in the hopes that it would keep yeah. Kevin Love. Uh, yeah, and you know, no, and that's a really good point. I think they overspent on him because they thought his presence meant Love stayed. And I think eventually, luckily, Flip was smart and he eventually realized he was not staying. And let's get value. Waited out the Cavs, obviously, and got got Wiggins. So it, it's, the contract itself didn't work out, but the situation did. Um, and yeah, I mean, I they overspent on him, but also he's a player they would need if he was healthy right now. He'd have a very vital role on this team. And what made that odd is. He what they weren't bidding against anybody. He was right. They were bidding against love, kind of like in a weird way. You know, yeah. He was. They held a Peck's camp held out later than any Wolves fan would have expected. Yeah, and I believe he was a he was a restricted free agent at the time, and somebody could have offered him a deal, and nobody did. And then the Wolves signed him to some sixty sixty million dollars. I know, making right? him the highest paid player on the roster until the Ricky Rubio contract came into the fold. And the weird thing is, the Rubio contract is actually a good contract. It's yes. a tradable, movable asset, and that's because obviously this big Turner ESPN. Deal. And and to to double down, Gorgie Jang, his right. contract next Great year contract. will become the he'll become the most high he'll become the highest paid Timberwolves paid player. And we don't even know. In the realm of the new cap, how that contract is going to look? I think it'll depending be on what happens. I think it's. I think you could bring him off the bench and still justify the contract, or just use him situationally, given the size of the other team. Um, the numbers that are going to blow your mind are Wiggins, um, Towns for sure, and I think potentially Levine. I mean, Levine's getting to the point where you're going to have to. I said on the other show yesterday, he has a clutch factor, and and you're going to have to pay him. I mean, I, I think he's going to be big money and then the curiosity is just now I was listening to the podcast you did with Naylor and all those guys and it sounded pretty universally down on Dunn and I always I always tell Naylor people. Naylor is specifically down on Dunn. Yeah. So he, who was he? He compared him to some obscure player. I don't even know who it was. Uh, it was the whoever they played that night. It was yeah it was a weird comparison uh, what's his name? German point guard plays for the Hawks. Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. Which when I, I was like. Yeah. Whenever Schroeder does something it's funny to go and why you gotta be so shrewd <laughs> Don't you know I'm here? I wish we had a sound. You're going to have to teach me, by the way. How to play sound. Like, I want to upload sound clips so I can hit, like, F12. Oh, yeah. And they, make them play. In this room, it's probably fine. It they probably took they took away our audacity and boards. Yeah, They're gone. No, it's gone. Um, yeah, no. So I, I'm st- this is a universal thought I have, that I think you actually need to judge players on their rookie contract, not their first year. Because I, I'm trying to think of a really good basketball example, but I always tell Vikings fans... Look at Matt Khalil, how people perceived him after a year, and look how Cordero Patterson was perceived after a year. Look, and I understand not everyone here is a Vikings fan, but I produce a Vikings podcast and I'm I'm listening. Yeah. But I don't so, understand. So to explain the situation, Matt Khalil, Pro Bowler in his first year, they said, Well, it's good we use the Was number. he a Pro Bowler in his first year? Yeah, I believe so. You you could ask Luke Although and, you was he a Pro Bowler because he was 
actually deserving of a Pro Bowler, or was it because nobody in front of him wanted to go to the Pro Bowl and uh, it just fell into his lap? E- either or, he looked really good for a rookie. Sure. Let's sure. say that. One of the top 5'10 at his position. And Luke and Arif, you're referring to the, the football machine we have here. Um, the the Andy, Cold Luke, and Arif football machine, part of the Cold Omaha Podcast Network. Yeah, Andy's got equity. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I... Um, so yeah, basically Matt Khalil looked good, and you're like, hey, this is a responsible team drafting, you know, a lineman in the first round, and then now there's some question as to whether they'll even renew his contract or they'll just let him go and be a free agent. Cordell Patterson, on the other hand, couldn't run routes, looked absolutely terrible, good athlete, but you know, showed glimpses of success and then kind of faded away a couple seasons ago. Isn't he on some type of restricted free agency though? I think that I, I how believe it. so. I so mean, it's it, more of a Shabazz Muhammad compared. Yeah, and and so I'm trying to think of a Wolves player that looked great in the beginning and then didn't look good, or or another example of a guy who struggled right out of the bat. And I understand that these guys like Wiggins and Towns and stuff, they come in the league and start to kick butt right away. But you know, I I, I do hesitate with Chris Dunn to jump to conclusions. He needs to hit shots without a doubt. Otherwise, you're literally going through the Rubio situation again. I think he's a great defender. When they when McCollum was going off, it was Tibbs put done on him. He also just is has great size. He has this dead look in his eyes. Like it has to be scary if he's guarding you, right? He has this just kind of dead look in his eyes and I think he's willing to learn. I really like that that No line. moment no mo- no moment is too big for him. Is, is yeah. What I get. No, I, I agree. I think if you look at kind of the clutch players, I really think it's Tyus, which is kind of funny, but Tyus seems to have a little bit of a clutch or a winning gene. Um Zach Levine looks like he has it right now. And Chris Dunn, I, at the very least, just doesn't get phased, which is a great quality to have. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what the, uh, you know, I don't know what he'll become. But if you had four great players like that, even if Dunn's not a max level player, um, you have a pretty good team. I Levine, I think, is going to command it. I mean, I kind of wonder what his his role on the team is, and kind of what you do with him, and what happens if he, um, you know, goes cold all of a sudden. But um, right now, he he's looking good, and and I think those are going to be the eye popping numbers at the end of the day. Back to Pekovic. Yes, the Minnesota is expected to pursue a medical retirement for Pekovic, age thirty one, after January first, which will mark the one full year since he last appeared in the game. Pekovic has one year left on his five year, sixty million dollar deal he signed heading into the two thousand thirteen fourteen season, and has been running the storied partisan Pell Grade Club back home as team president. While away from the Wolves, which is an interesting nugget that I had not yeah, known about. Yeah, so what? Um, the point is, this being his, this upcoming year on his contract will be the largest in terms of, ca- no, it'll be the smallest in terms of cap hit, uh, 11, just over $11.5 yeah. million. Dollars. If they are granted the ret- injure, injury player retirement clauses, which is the only way a player can continue to receive his salary but the salary is excluded from the team salary. And this is uh, yeah. directly from CBAFAQ.com. Uh, Larry, the great Larry Kuhn, who has basically just spelled it all out for us. Nice. What, uh, what this exception would do is, like I said just now, it would con- Pekovic would continue to be paid a salary, but it wouldn't, that 11, just over 11.5 million wouldn't be counted against the cap uh, for the Wolves next year. That would be very significant. It would nearly double their cap room. Which is funny, a team that really doesn't need cap room, but I think will spend a lot more in the offseason right to fill out their bench, hey, you would have to think. Well, yeah, or if you wanted to sign a big-name player in the in I, the okay. summer of big-name players, which the Wolves have never done. Sorry, Michael Hollow Candy, you don't count. Oh, God, <laughs> that guy. Um, <clears throat> no, I. having said that, if the Wolves ever are going to do it, you're going to do it when you have 
Towns, Wiggins, Levine playing well, and a coach like Tom Thibodeau, right? Yeah. Thibodeau. So I I also think he's a guy who could convince – the problem is, like, who is it? I really – I jokingly, you want to kidnap Anthony Davis, right? That's or, really Jimmy what, but, or Jimmy Butler. I don't know what his situation is, but you could trade for Jimmy Butler and make the cap space. Yeah, I would – Because there's – I saw free Jimmy Butler tweets. <laughs> Recently. Okay, so if you do that, what do you do though? Do you you, you trade I, Levine? I don't even want to explore that right now. I I'm no, I, even... I don't. I really want them to go sign. I think the best fit is a big player to put with, um, with Towns. I'm not saying there's going to be instances where Jang is your best option, but against a Sacramento, a Memphis, a the Clippers, any of these teams that have big guys down low, you want to. I I think and I think it was. Um, Andy, and I'm forgetting his last name, and blanking really hard here, the lawyer. Um, Grimsrud? Andy Grimsrud is Grimsrud. a lawyer, yes. Yeah. Um, he Didn't he have a piece on Wolf Among Wolves about how Towns is a four, not a five? Maybe. If okay. he did, I, I was not paying attention. Yeah, I, 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 I think it was him. I might be wrong about who wrote it. but yeah, They've sort of given him, and I sorry to cut you off, but they've, yeah. they've given him the Anthony Davis treatment, and they start Gorgie. Yeah. They have Gorgie do the dirty work, uh, which parallels... Uh, what they've done with Anthony Davis and that they they start Omar Asik and they have Omar uh, yeah Asik Asik I think it's Asik I don't know yeah uh, as everybody who listens to this podcast knows including you Jim Peterson uh, <laughs> I have trouble m- pronouncing names sometimes but I think it's it's almost a trend to do that when you eventually you want to like you you want to start Towns at the four. And then you play small ball with them at the five. Yeah, which I which I think is is logical and reasonable. I just I would love to see someone. And this is getting to the point. I'm sorry, I'm trying to remember who tweeted at us and said, "Please talk about Nerlens Noel and a potential trade." That was like three weeks ago, right? This is why you think about it a little bit, though. I mean, you got a guy who's 22, drafted six overall. I again, I don't know. I don't know. See. <sighs> Okay. It's hard. The NBA draft. Let me finish shoot. this, and then we'll yes. explore that. The yeah. determination as to whether an injury or illness is career-ending is made by a physician jointly selected by the league and players association. This is a big deal because if they don't determine that it's Pekovic has suffered a career-ending injury, and I think Wolves fans have been like, you know, you were there on media day a couple years ago when Pekovic was like, yeah, I haven't played without pain in years. Not only that, but Arnie Kander, who uh, kept, the, kept the Wolves healthy for the most part after they kind of had rashes of injuries, widely regarded as one Not of the... Not KG, though. Right, but KG's <laughs> yeah, yeah, 40 yeah, yeah. or whatever. But yeah, no, I mean... Contrary and barbarian, sorry. Kept the, kept the young guys healthy, widely considered one of the smarter guys kind of in the medical field um, in basketball, said, hey... Last year, right? Pretty sure he's in Denver now. Yeah, I think that's right, because I think he lives in Denver, yeah. Yeah. Um, But he said, hey, KG, or not KG, Pekovic can be Pekovic again. Now, who knows? Maybe that's just kind of pushing what the team wants to say. Selling some hope there a little bit. Right. Or maybe you just very rarely any medical professional would be like, yeah, this guy's screwed. You know know what I mean? Like, that just doesn't seem like something that comes out of the doctor's mouth. But, um, but yeah, considering kind of there was some optimism there, um, and especially because it's not like he just came out and said that. He explained how the injury works, how um, – and this is just universally true. When you have one weak, weakness in one part of the body, it actually creates weakness in other parts because they're overcompensating all that. After explaining all that, he said, well, I think he can be him again. It, either something went dreadfully wrong or he was overly optimistic, but either way, it seems like – I mean, how else are you going to see this? 
Peck can't play. I mean, that's just that's the end. It's okay. sad. And it sounds like Peck would tell you that he can't play. And, and my curiosity is just how much does this carry into his life? Is he going to be fine as just a dude walking around, or is he is he going to not be able? Is he a football player? Is he not going to be like you know get upstairs and stuff like that? That I, would I'm be curious where this next sentence comes in. So after the team in the league has jointly selected a, physi- a physician to undergo an evaluation or to perform an evaluation on Nikola Pekovic. The determination that a player would be, uh, or that an injury would be career-ending is based on whether the injury or illness will prevent the player from playing for the remainder of his career, or if it is severe enough that continuing to play constitutes a medically unacceptable risk. I would say, A, he's not going to play anywhere else. This is not like something... No, there's yeah. no worry, but is does it constitute... I mean, that's a very... It's his ankles. It's a big dude to have ankles messed up. I know, up. but that's a very... I mean, that is a very... Do, do I call it rigid? It's a very... Yeah, it's straightforward, yeah. right? I mean, but is is it? I mean, is it enough? I think what we saw last year, he was just dreadful. Granted, he wasn't, yeah, although, he wasn't able to play his way into game shape. He only played you know, a handful of games. Yeah, it was, only, it was over 10, right? It was he, barely over 10 because yeah. if it hadn't been over 10, they could have applied for this injury player yeah. exemption 60 days after. So it's weird. He's able and that, to, and that is a lack of awareness by Sam Mitchell, Yeah, I, I want to say. A lot of lack of awareness with Sam Mitchell. But, do, do stuff. But, <laughs> thank you. Pat, Patrick Fennelin got me through that year with just the, the Sam Mitchell. Poking at him with a stick. It's so mean. But anyways, uh, the weird thing about Peck is that, and this is just what we see walking into practice, he could lift, right? I mean, that's not surprising. He, but He was always in the weight room. Yeah. yeah, he was always in the weight room and putting up like stupid cartoonish weight, right? Kind he of the lift, stuff. He could lift me easily with one arm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he's like, it's like a Looney Tune thing where you're throwing on like a hundred different weights there. And uh, I'm a buck fifty soaking you? wet, by God, the way. So I'm about a hundred pounds just, bigger just than for context. Um, Probably can't lift me. I should fight Pekovic. I could probably Maybe take be... you, though. Yeah, I probably, probably could. <laughs> you and your shady McDonald's attire. <laughs> oh, and my slim shady hat. Yeah. Um, anyways, I, I didn't see him walk with a limp or anything. And again, that doesn't that doesn't Not mean... Not with an injured limp, but maybe a gangster limp. <laughs> Pekovic. He always scared me, but I think he... I mean, he like, he... he you would perceive him to be scary, but he is, like, a warm-hearted guy. Like, what's his name's kid loved him. Um... Young, uh, Thaddeus Young. Thaddeus Young. I think it was TJ Young, his son. Loved Pekovich. Yeah. Just loved Pekovich. And he, he was Pekovich for all, you know, the intimidation factor, the Godfather. I mean, yeah, because he sounds like he's it. very intimidating and all that. But he was very funny. I remember joking with Alexi Shved down in summer league, yeah. like three years ago. It's uh, Shved in the league. Shved is one of the highest paid players, if not the highest paid player in Euro League right now. Really? Yeah. God, I thought he had a future. God bless his soul. Yeah, I actually thought he was good. Don't even get well. me started because I'm yeah. going to say embarrassing stuff and they're going to take away my credentials sorry, for this sorry. podcast. Don't stop talking about Alexi Schwedt. Nobody, nobody liked Alexi Schwedt more than me. Anyway, uh, we were joking with Alexi Schwedt, Krasinski and I, AP Sports Guy and I, and we were just joking. It's like, you're going to go meet up with, with Peck and put down put down some vodka and one thing leads to another. It's like, you think, think Peck can drink a whole handle to himself? Schwedt's like, two. <laughs> Oh, it was good stuff. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, that uh, those would be the... It's a bummer. He would have been a great fit on the team. I think he was a good locker room guy. He's still the best second-round pick in Wolves history. Yeah. In my opinion. I mean, who else would be? But Exactly. They, yeah. They've sold a lot of them, so it's tough to tell. Yeah. Um, no, I, I thought it's unfortunate. This is sports that people get hurt, unfortunately. So, um, 
I, you know, I, I'm, I'm very excited to see what they do because I think Tibbs is probably sick of losing right now, especially losing the same way over and over again. My guess is he's going to go in the offseason and hopefully be smart, but I think he's going to go, you know, I'm done playing around. I, 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 this team's got to put it together. And to be fair to him, now he hasn't done everything perfectly, but he's dealing with an imperfect team, not only just young players who are um, at times difficult to deal with or make the same mistakes over again, but just if you look at the layout, they, it has to be filled out more. You need more bench players. You need a big, thick guy down there. You know, there, there's additions that the team needs to make, which would make sense given their cap space. <coughs> do you me. want to do Nerlens? No, I want to go over the additional nuances. If a player retires, even for medical reasons, his team does not receive a salary cap exemption to require a replacement player, which is fine. You're not a, you're not getting the exemption. Yeah, you're just getting the. The space. Anyway. A team cannot apply for the salary exclusion if they have applied for a disabled player exemption, which the Wolves haven't done, uh, whether the exemption was granted or not. If the salary exclusion is granted, the team cannot resign or reacquire the player at any time. So if they, oh, thank God. If, they if they do end up uh, going through with it, it is the last we'll see of Pekovic in a Wolves jersey and likely in the NBA. Yeah. If it is not the last time we see him. The Wolves are going to have problems. Also, as long as he doesn't have serious issues, Peck is probably fine going home with a lot of money. At the end of the day, that is the elephant in the room. It's like Peck is Peck's fine. He, he's going to be good. He's, like he's clearly moved on. Yeah, I mean, come on. He's he probably knows what's best for him. Too. The, I mean, he's running the storied partisan Belgrade club back home as the team president. Yeah. I think he's okay. I would I would love to do a thirty for thirty on Peck or like a Dude. Minnesota documentary. On he Peck. Do- I mean, can you picture this guy? You imagine his family in contract negotiations. Oh with my this god! Team? He's in a suit and a do- bat. He probably has a bat. Did you ever see the meme? It's like uh, it's Ricky Pekovic, Flip Saunders. Flip Saunders is the Godfather. Oh god! I'll I should. Oh, I'll have it. to see this. But yeah, no, I think it's he's gonna be fine. Like he'll, he'll be okay. He'll be good. Um, yeah, we can go into Nerlens. <laughs> Nerland's quick. I like the idea of him as a rim protector. Mm-hmm. He's an offensive, uh, a player with more than a few offensive deficiencies. Okay. If he plays the four next to Towns, I like his rim protection. I think he's an upgrade defensively uh, compare, in comparison to, to Gorgie Zhang. Mm-hmm. A downgrade offensively. Which is funny. You would have thought Jang, when they drafted him, would have been the other way. But yeah, true. And what you have to give up to get him. There's another thing Andy Grimsrud brought up, too, because the, you're not allowed to trade consecutive first-round picks in the NBA. Because the Cavs did that for years, right? Well, and I'm sure the Wolves did, too. Yeah. Can't put it, can't rule it out. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I don't have Tim Fakeless here to, to have my Wolves history. But right, right. There was the, the 2000... Because the pick that I, I don't know, it's all very convoluted. The two, I thought the two thousand. There's a pick that they gave up. If you go to realgm.com, they detail the outgoing and incoming picks. Huh. And I'm just gonna pull it up right now because I don't want to be wrong. Because heaven forbid I'm wrong. Um. It, it's something like there was a lot of discussion on the Twitterverse whether the Wolves. Uh, let's see. It's the 2018 first-round pick, so it isn't their pick. If they go to the playoffs this year, which is a long shot at this point in the season, I understand. Although, there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. Um, 
Minnesota's first round pick to Atlanta, protected for selections one through five in 2008, or one through 14 in 2018, one through 14 in 2019, and one through 14 in 2020. And by then, if it isn't conveyed, uh, Minnesota will instead convey its 2020 second round pick and 2021 second round pick to Atlanta. So they. This is this is as a result of that. Um, this is the that? Adrian Payne trade. Good God! And the the most Adrian Payne. This is yet another tangent that we're going on. Surprise, surprise. The most Adrian Payne had going for him at that time, in my opinion, I didn't like the trade at all. Right. Four year player out of Michigan State didn't do really anything well. Hustle yeah. guy. He wasn't going to be the next Draymond Green, no matter how many people thought he was going to be. <laughs> but the best part about. His stock was that Atlanta drafted him. It's like, oh, Atlanta drafted him, so maybe there's a chance. But they got rid of him quick. Like yeah. he had a couple appearances. He went to their D League team, and then it was done. Not, yeah, not only that, I think it was also Tom Izzo. I think talked flip into Adrian. Sure, Payne. yeah, maybe. I think that was part of it. Done with Adrian Bay now. Um, so <laughs> the Wolves have their 2017 first round pick, so they could, in theory, package it with say, Shabazz Muhammad, although I don't know why you do that, because he becomes a restricted free agent, and that's hard to do. You're talking a team and into taking a player that they're not necessarily going to have. I mean, they get, they'll get, they would get a chance to match, but is that really a luxury with a player like Shabazz Muhammad? I don't know. Maybe you can tie in Tyus Jones and Ricky Rubio with this first-round pick if you're talking about trading Nerlens Noel. Maybe you do that, maybe you don't. You don't have to touch Levine, though. That's the big upside, yeah, right? I don't think you trade any of the those big three. Right, but what I'm saying is that typically if you're looking for a player to put besides Towns, that's a big fit. You probably would have to touch your big three, right? Unless you, yeah. The advantage of this trade is you wouldn't. Yeah, the advantage of having the pick in general means you wouldn't. You know, it, the other thing... Because it's supposedly, and I have, I have refused, I've banged my gavel and said, I'm not doing draft. Not talk to me in March, but right. I'm not doing no, draft. Co- I'm not doing fair. draft studies. They're supposed to be good this year. <laughs> the Wolves are supposed to be good enough to where I don't need to care about the draft until hey, I still say April look, and May. The, the eighth seat is still open. I understand the Wolves are not helping their cause here, but um, you know the other thing too is why not? Why not wait until the draft? Like why not have that asset in place? Either have the, the pick, draft night trade. You yeah. Why not do it then? Because I, I really think. Tibbs is smart not to go all in this year. I think he actually, this is, I haven't read the post yet, but Britt's latest post is basically saying, was this the plan all along? Was Tibbs kind of, you know, and I, again, I want to read through all of it before I say it, but basically the question he asked at the title is, was he just trying to get the big three ready? And maybe, I think, you know, kind of sort of stealth, stealth tank and try to get one more Again, asset. another stealth I, tank? I, I, should, I should pull up the whole um, the whole article, but it, that's at least the questions <laughs> he's asking in the title here. And I get, again, I think Min Post probably does the title for him. But it was sacrificing wins in order to let the big three mature to his plan for the Wolves all along. Maybe I mean, can't rule it out. Although I, I would hate to see an, yet another young player come along that would need to be developed when you already have four of them. Right. And and at the same time, maybe that's not the young player that they develop. Maybe it's a player they draft for someone else and trade, or they trade the pick because it looks... I'm saying package the, the pick with someone else, but trade a Muhammad Rubio and the pick for something. Yeah, can't rule it out. I got. I'm, I'm cutting us off. Yeah. It's, uh, it's almost 5 o'clock. We're almost. Oh wow, God, we talk. Long. We're, we're at thirty minutes. Yeah. And the wolves play in an hour. We should probably get. So if get people people are on it, we should uh, we should wrap it up. For Tom Schreier 
at T-S-C-H-R-E-I-E-R-3. Nice. My name is Zachary Bennett, at Zachary BD on Twitter. Be, be sure to follow Locked On Timberwolves, if you don't already, at Locked On Wolf. Uh, this is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. For Tom, for myself, so long. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best selling LED light bulbs. Our four pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long lasting 10 year LED bulbs now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.